Welcome to Calming the Chaos Podcast, where we help you find peace in a chaotic world. I'm your host, Tracy Canella, licensed mental health counselor. Calming the Chaos provides self-help resources for people in crisis. It's not a substitute for counseling or psychotherapy. Thanks for tuning in. And now, let the chaos begin. And yes, the chaos has begun. I'm Tracy Canella, and I'm really glad to see all of you today and uh, be here doing my podcast again. Uh, so this episode is being recorded in September, but we're going to air it in October uh, for uh, National Domestic Violence uh, Month. And for that, I have my guest here, Orazi Cook. And Orazi is uh, the president and CEO of Praline's uh, Backyard Foundation, which is a, a mission that's founded upon providing domestic violence survivors pets with homes. And so we thought this was going to be appropriate for today and for every day, really. And uh, I actually was really happy to hear about this organization, and, and I'm excited to hear a little bit more about uh, what Marazi has to say about the whole mission and what they can do to help people who are victims of domestic violence and their pets to find safe homes. Welcome to Calming the Chaos podcast, uh, Arazi Cook. Hi, thank you so much for being here. Yeah, yeah. It's good to see you and your beautiful shirt. No dog <laughs> left behind. Yes, definitely. Thank you. Yeah, so why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and the organization, maybe what you uh, had planned uh, on doing as far as starting an organization like this, and just give our, our viewers a little bit of a, a taste of who you are. My name is Orzi Cook. I have a 20-year um, a career in public health and a more than 30-something career in volunteering. And my first, um, I had a lived experience with domestic violence, but what got me into volunteering was my mom always taught us to volunteer when growing up. And so I always knew to give back to my community. Um, and so one of my volunteer things was happening when I was in college. I volunteered at a hotline, a helpline, a crisis line rather. And so from there, I went on to volunteer at a domestic violence shelter, um, which laid the seeds for me to develop up Praline's Backyard Foundation 20 years later. So I volunteered domestic violence hotline for years, no, domestic violence shelter, excuse me, for years after I had finished college. And then um, I volunteered there for a long time. And then I went on to volunteer at the Humane Society. But both of those experiences um, collided when I would see domestic violence shelters, survivors would go back to to their abuser for the purpose of being with their pet because they were just so like traumatized or just really fearing for the pet safety that they would go back to the abuser just to protect the pet and because they wanted the comfort of having their pet. Um, and so, and I just really struggled with like, like there has to be, I didn't, I didn't have the, the tools of the time or the resources to put in, to create an answer for that. But then I just knew that something had to be created for the purpose for doing that. And then later on, I volunteered at the Humane Society. And that's where I saw where people would come and relinquish ownership of their pet because they didn't have proper housing due to having left a, an abusive relationship and they lacked housing to house that pet. And so again, I saw the same story because that was the part where the response, where a um, survivor saw, a, oh, I'm not going to leave, the, I'm not, I, they weren't, 
they knew they, weren't, they didn't want to leave their pet with the abuser, but at the same time, they didn't have adequate housing or the resources to care for that pet, so they bought it to the Humane Society, which is a responsible thing to do, right? However, no one should give up their pet. They still want their pet due to a lack of resources, right? And so I wanted to, so that's when I decided to, so I still didn't have the means or the mindset. This happened right before COVID where I volunteered at the main site. I stopped in the midst of COVID. And then in the midst of COVID, I saw the rise in domestic violence cases. And I thought, this is coming back to me again. It's like, what can I do? And I had the resources and the means. And I thought of the idea to provide housing for pets um, for, of domestic violence survivors. And um, so then, hence why Praline's Backyard Foundation was born, just to, um, just to, to bridge that gap in services that a lot of survivors struggle with leaving their abuser due to housing for their pet. People may struggle for a lot of different reasons, but I want it not to be due to lack of housing for your pet. Hence, we provide housing. We provide housing through pet boarding facilities across the country, no matter where you are. There is a pet boarding facility every night that provides housing for pets. And so every night the pet boarding facility is not overrun with people housing their pet, right? They have they have space. And so how can we partner with existing pet boarding facilities to house survivors' pets, equipping survivors with the with the with the empowerment to be able to lose their leave their abuser, bring their pet with them, let them be housed at this pet boarding facility, because we'll pay the foundation pays for boarding for seven days. After which we will during that time, sorry, we will investigate long-term fosters for that pet. And then we'll transition that pet from a boarding facility to a pet foster. And we'll support the pet foster for up to six months in housing and survivor's pet as they adjust to housing, whether or not they're in a shelter, whether or not they find adequate housing to house their pet. Oh my goodness. So that wow. was a mouthful. <laughs> it sounds like a lot. How do you have the energy to start a foundation like this? And, and thank you for doing that for sure. Oh, um, the energy comes from Every day, and I get a story from someone. There was a story this weekend. I haven't had a chance to investigate it a lot, but I'm going to do a post on it in a couple of days about a, uh, an abuser actually hurt, well, actually um, physically assaulted a survivor's friend who was assisting her with getting her and her pet out of an abusive situation. So when I hear stories about that, and I hear stories of survivors having left their pet behind maybe 10 years ago, and all the the, the, they really struggle with that. And they really have a lot of regret around that. And so when I hear their stories and they say, I'm so glad that you're here now for the survivors who they get to have a choice. I didn't have a choice back then. And I, or I just didn't have the power or the tools to leave, but I'm so glad you're giving other survivors the tools to leave. So when I hear those stories and when I hear survivors come, they come and tell me like, thank you so much for paying for the house. Thank you for giving me that space to leave and that, that confidence to leave with my pet. So when I hear that every day and I trust me, I hear it every day because I post every day. Someone always comments and tells me the story. It's, it's, it's buried from California to New York, to Tennessee, to Nevada, right? It's, it's all across this country. And because of those stories are what give me the, the strength or the energy, because I know that they're silent. The people are silenced. The survivors are a lot of silence in the situation. And so I can have, I can be a voice and I can just shout it out the rooftops, right? Like I don't I have no problem telling the world about the barrier survivors experience because, um, just because I know that there's a lot of silence around domestic violence, um, and there's a lot of there's a lot of shame, and there, and I, I don't want anyone to feel that, and I know that I can be that voice for people, and as long as I can have a voice, and somebody listens, and someone's able to make a change, and I'm able to raise awareness, um, then I think that it's worth it. Like my goal has always been and continues to be to educate more people. I think the more people are educated on the barriers, more people will respond and address the need. 
No kidding. Wow. Wow. So the stories of the victims really inspire you to have the energy to move forward with this very much needed service for sure. And uh, so I, I don't know if uh, you would, obviously you don't have to answer if you don't want to, but did you have a situation where you were in a domestic violence situation and you also had a pet? And is that something that you can speak to personally? No, I don't have a lived experience with with a pet and domestic violence, I have a lived experience living in a situation with with an abuser and a survivor being my mom. Um, so I have that experience, and that's what even given me the impetus to even volunteer the helpline while I was in college, and went on to I had an interest in volunteering at a shelter later on. And my own interest in just pets and animals in general led me to volunteer the main side because I do love pets and I love animals. So that's yeah. kind of that I kind of just mended the two things that a lived experience unfortunately and then also my own passion for animals just bringing those two things together is why that came to be uh, do you have a working definition of domestic violence that you use as far as because I know it can be kind of a broad term but do you have a you know some, something that you would be able to use to help our audience just kind of understand what domestic violence is Okay, I don't think I won't. I, I won't say this correctly. So let me just. I'll just say it off the cuff of my head. But I'm sure we can Google it, and they'll tell you. But domestic violence so often is thought of as just a bruise on someone's face or um or someone someone's someone's body, some a physical term of assault, right? But domestic violence occurs when anyone tries to. Um, it can be it can be violence against someone if you use money as a weapon against me. Uh, emotional trauma, p narcissistic behavior, and which is which has been seen in a lot of abuse relationships, making you seem as if you, like something's wrong with you. Your perception is what's messing it up and not the actual the abuser. Like it's how you, they're changing how it's actually happened and you make, it makes you doubt your own self. Um, so um, abuse happens financially, physically and mentally um, and emotionally. So if someone does that to you, I mean, it looks different. Um, obviously the physical abuse, right? But if I'm emotionally trying to take someone away from you when, you, when you, I'll say misbehave or do something that is counter to what I want you to do, like if you don't cook dinner for me and then I'm going to withhold something from you, that's a form of violence. Like I'm not going to, I'm not going to pay for your dog's vaccinations this month because you didn't cook dinner or just something. I'm trying to think of something mm -hmm. off the top of my head, but just something when, when you're hold, withholding something from someone for the purpose of changing their behavior, like we're all adults. So no one, if you're in a relationship, you don't have to use, try to abuse someone mentally, financially for the purpose of getting something from return from them. So that's abuse. Uh -huh. um, so yeah. Yeah. I always thought of abuse as the, um, uh, ab use of your power, right? So if somebody mm -hmm. has power over somebody else, then then the abuse comes because I have power over you and I can actually use that power to hurt you or to get my own needs met as well. Uh, I like your definitions more colloquial and more relatable than this therapist version of it, which is why I love having people like you on the show because people really can relate to something like that in, in the description that you gave. And so one of the obstacles that you're seeing that uh, abuse victims um, face is that sometimes there are pets involved and do we want to leave the house with the pet or i mean do we want to leave the house in the, or the pet in in the house of the abuser or like what are we going to do with the dog or the cat or the i don't know we talked earlier and you were saying that there was other like reptiles or ferrets or you know any yeah. kind of pet that, any that kind of pet be. yeah mm -hmm. we have we live in a day and age where people have beyond just a cat and a dog as a pet 
People have horses, people have pigs, people have different animals as a pet. Um, so, and, and I, I traditionally, I've only held handle housing for pets and cats. However, we, I'm sorry, cats and dogs. However, we are open to housing any pet of a survivor, whatever that may be. And I'm, I, I had a um, situation for a second, I was trying to find housing for a horse and I just loved the challenge of that. And I somebody volunteered, um, but unfortunately that survivor chose not to leave at that moment, but I was ready for them when they were ready, when they were, if they still could become ready, I, I know I have a resource now for housing their horse. And so that's because they had to ask. Um, so definitely any pet, um, so definitely any pet that a survivor has. Yeah. Well, so say I am a, a, a victim of domestic uh, abuse, violence, and I want to leave my home and I have a pet. Uh, so what, is, what are the steps that I need to take in order to keep myself and my pet safe? Uh, okay. And uh, yeah, and, and any resources that you can give me. And I also have your website, but yeah, tell, tell me what the steps are if I want to get out of a situation like this. Okay. First of all, I always have like a, a pre-planning package because I recognize we, like I'll get maybe 20 calls this week. Um, 10 of them will be actionable in the sense of whether I'll, pat, I'll provide housing for the pet through a pet boarding facility, a pet foster, or just assist that surviving whatever resources, letting them know what's available to them. However, I always tell people or survivors to make sure you have a copy of your pet's vaccination history because that really expedites the process of me providing housing for that pet. Friends, if you can't provide proof that that pet has been vaccinated, I cannot immediately put that pet in the pet boarding facility. I have to then pay for the vaccinations of that, of that, of that pet, right? So if you have that already, just make, you know, as part of your packing, make sure you make sure you have your pet's vaccination records. But in, beyond that, um, you can go to our website at pralinesbackyardfoundation.org. Um, on that website, it has a link that says for survivors. Click on that link that says for survivors. There's a form that you fill out with your name, your information, everything about your pet. I encourage survivors to put everything about their pet. If your dog doesn't get along with cats, please tell me that because I need to be able to find that, um, find that, find a foster that can house your pet. And I want to make sure when that pet gets to that foster's house that they're able to house that pet without any disruption to that foster's home. Um, so just tell me everything about that pet. Once that form is submitted, we receive it and I have a connection with dubert.com and they will help me assist in finding a pet foster. But while that, that network is finding a foster, I will immediately contact the survivor and say, let us go to your, um, let's find a pet boarding facility in your area or wherever you find, you find comfortable. Maybe there's a pet boarding facility you are aware of because I want to give the survivor the their own empowerment. Like, where do you want your pet to stay? Like, if you have a place you want them to stay, definitely. It's on the, if you go up and it says four survivors up on that page, and it gets a drop down on it and it says, um, that one exactly. Um, you, you fill out that form, and so they put, put all their information into that form, and then that form will um, provide. Uh -huh. uh, Do you see it? Survivor, yes, yeah, survivor form. So click on that survivor form. Yeah. Yeah, and then that's how you would um, fill out that form, and you would get housing. And then, and so the and so I will connect with you. I will con contact the survivor. However, they tell me is best to contact them. We will ask that survivor to take their pet to that pet boarding facility. If they're not able to take that pet, we'll provide transportation for that pet from wherever they are to the pet boarding facility. Um, and then a pet foster would go to that same pet boarding facility to pick up that pet. That way, protecting the anonymity of the foster and protecting the identity of the survivor. So the survivor and the um, foster never meet 
However, the pet is taken care of. And over the interim, why, I'm sorry, while that pet is with the foster, I'm constantly giving the survivor updates on their particular pet. I love your logo. Oh my goodness. This <laughs> thing, I don't know if there's a bigger picture of it. Let's just look at the homepage again. Yeah, you can see it a little bit, the Pralines Backyard Foundation, and it's got a little yeah. dog there. Um, yeah. Yeah. And it's free. It says free pet boarding. And that is yeah. going to be for that. I, did you say like a three week period or there's a. No, a we'll provide period. boarding for seven days. And we have provided it longer because I and it's, like in California, I always say I will definitely have a longer um, period of housing because it takes a little longer um, to find fosters in California because they're inundated as a lot of um, pet boarding facilities are right now. Um it's because of just over just a lot of people are just abandoning their animals after COVID in a sense. A lot of people adopted pets. And so there is a lot of um, limited fosters, but it just takes us longer in California. I know that just because by experience in most other places in the country, I have no problem finding a foster within seven days. Um, but definitely I'll say throughout California, it's been a, um, it's been a difficult. Right. Process. What you were saying about, yeah. So pet boarding needs to be taken care of so that you can actually be able to find the foster and the fosters mm -hmm. do this out of the goodness of their hearts and volunteering their time. Right. And of yeah. course they've got to believe in the mission of the, the organization, which I don't know what, what is the mission of your organization? Again, I don't know that I quite got it right on the intro. So if you could just say it again. The mission is to eliminate barriers for domestic violence survivors by providing housing for their pets via pet boarding facilities and pet fosters across the U.S. Yeah, and the obstacles that people face in order to get their pets uh, safe while they are going through a domestic violence situation could be many. Like money is one of them, right? Money. Yeah, definitely. Uh-huh. De definitely. And uh, I don't know if there's, I'm trying to think of other ones, but obviously shelter and money. Then there's the whole emotional manipulation sort of thing. Like I'm going to keep the, I'm going to keep the pet from you, or I'm going to withhold yeah. the pet or, you know, that kind of thing as well. There's all kinds of obstacles and pets can be used as manipulation, just as children can be used, right? In domestic yeah, violence definitely. situations. And what often happens, and one of the reasons why I want survivors to leave with their pet is if, even if this, even if the, abuser is not necessarily i won't say violent against the pet um in a sense they will use the pet as a weapon as a tool to link to draw the survivor back in to come back don't you want to be with your pet like and the pet is a source of comfort to the survivor and that's part of the healing as well because they because it's like they don't necessarily want to go back to the abuser but that abuser will use the pet to draw them back to them um, using that pet as leverage for that. So by, take away the leverage by bringing the pet with you. That way, you know, your pet's safe and you're able to continue with your healing process away from that abuser. Oh my gosh, look how much money you've raised. There's donations. So this is a, a lot of it's donation based. And so oh, people oh yeah, definitely. And it's been all, it's all, in the beginning, I definitely provided the seed money because initially I planned to build an actual building for um, Praline's Backyard, for housing pets of domestic violence survivors, along with other pets. However, I just, in the midst of that, I thought, I'm all about partnership. I believe that there's many hands make light work, and I don't have to be the one to house pets, right? There are lots of pet boarding facilities. Pet boarding is a major industry in the U.S. Um, and so if I can partner with these existing pet boarding facilities and provide resources to survivors immediately, why not do that? And so that's kind of when it didn't, the financing didn't happen the way I had thought it would. I feel like it was a pivot, but a pivot that I celebrate because it provides housing to pets and survivors immediately, not having to wait 
for two years and because it makes it a national. Initially, I was just focusing on Georgia. But as we know, domestic violence happens happens in every county, every city, every state in the U.S. Um, so being able to make it a national organization, I'm able to support survivors across the U.S. Um, to ensure that no survivor stays with an abuser due to lack of housing for their pet. And again, it's through partnerships with pet boarding facilities across the U.S., so if you're on a pet boarding facility, are you work at one? Are you connected with one? Definitely have them connect with Praline's Backyard. They can volunteer in terms of just partnering with us, being a resource to house pets. They can donate a portion of their, um, they can discount the housing for pets at that boarding facility or give it to us for free and have it as a tax write-off. So win-win <laughs> for the survivor and for the pet boarding facility. Or if you want to be a pet foster anywhere in the country, you can sign up to house a pet of a survivor as well. And I encourage people just by signing up to be a foster does not mean you'll get a pet tomorrow or next week, but it lets the survivor know that when they go to our website and they see our coverage map, they can say, oh, there's coverage or there's maybe there's a need. Or So the, the more they see this access, people will be like, oh, more apt to say I can reach out to them and they have housing for my pet. And so your board all. of directors are quite impressive, uh, quite quite interesting, uh, and and you look very different in this picture uh, than I see on my screen here. <laughs> what do I have? Do I have my? Let's see. What is my? Do I have? I picture my dog. I believe is my picture, right? Oh, that is oh, your dog, Orzi's dog. Yeah. All right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So Praline. Cool. She is in my the organization is named after Praline because. Um, Praline has an awesome backyard that I absolutely love. We have lots of deer and we have, we have a, we have a lake. We live on a lake. And, um, and so she has such a beautiful backyard and such a safe place um, for her. And I want other people's pets to have that same safety. And so I say Praline's backyard. I want other pets to have that safety that Praline has in her own backyard. And praline pecan just happens to be one of my favorite ice creams for something. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. She had a naming contest when I had her. She, there was a naming contest. And so I wanted it to be pizza. People came up with that. So pizza. My friends picked that. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, you know what? This, this website just makes me really super happy. There is your smiling face with dogs. And, um, you know, it just really makes me feel good that other people are donating. I can see that there is a, a, a tab here for a donation and then yeah. can you tell us a little bit what is pause 5k is that a 5k run or something like that yeah we had a i need, I need to i need to edit the website we had a 5k on may 7 2023 the next one is may 5th 2024 at the west side park here in atlanta um it was a 5k that um that included just to raise awareness in atlanta but it was a national because we did virtual runners as well um where um participants that were here for the fifth, the in-person race, they got to do obstacle course along the 5K route with their dog. It was a pretty awesome event. I think there are photos on that page as well, just of um, just being able to see people do the obstacles with their pet and to help with us raising awareness um, of the barrier survivors experience. That is awesome. And it looks like you do have a page for survivors uh, as well. Uh, we had been to the request housing for pets, but um, there's FAQs in the news, which actually rhymes. Uh, but yeah, it's really super cool what you are doing. Uh, there's all kinds of things. So if you are wanting uh, to be out of a domestic violence situation and you have a pet involved that you need to have help with, um, Orazi can help you with her organization. And is there anything else that you'd like to say about either domestic violence, um, October being the uh, Domestic uh, Violence Awareness 
Awareness Month or anything else you'd like to say about the products and services that you offer? Definitely. Well, I guess that there's, there's always um, a couple of things I always ask. I always ask people, you know, my goal is to educate 10 million people to represent the 10 million people who experience domestic violence each year in this country. And I remind people 10 million is a number that, that, that has people have entered into the system, right? We know domestic violence is much bigger than 10 million. However, I want to give a number to help people. I want to create a community of 10 million. I want an advocate for each survivor that we have, right? And so by, and to become an advocate, I would love if each of you watching this or listening to this would go to Praline's Backyard on Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, like, follow, and share. Because I want to educate as many people as possible. That happens by every time you like, every time you share, and as you follow and you learn about our information. Um, and also, I would always encourage people to donate because donations help pay for the housing of pets, of survivors, and also supports our um, fosters when they house survivors. And it pays vet bills, and vet bills get expensive, <laughs> um, especially when survivors do not have the proper documentation because we re we're required by our pet boarding facilities for the pets to be vaccinated. Um, and then I require that because I don't want to put a pet in anyone's pet foster's home that's not vaccinated as well. Um, mm -hmm. So definitely know that your money goes for those things. Additionally, if, um, following us on social media, donate. And if your pet goes to a pet boarding facility anywhere in the country, ask them how can they, how would they like to help support domestic violence survivors and housing their pet? Hold your pet boarding facility accountable to giving back to the community in which you exist. Even if they don't house pets of domestic violence, make sure you hold them accountable to be more than just a profit-making business. Have them be accountable to give back to the community in which they exist. Um, so do that by supporting us and telling them about Praline's Backyard. And also, if you have the space and the love and the extra and the extra patience to house a pet, um, a foster, I mean, a survivor's pet, definitely sign up to be a foster. And I'm always recruiting volunteers and you can be a virtual volunteer anywhere in this country. Even that includes going to your coffee house, putting a postcard to help us educate 10 million. I have these postcards that say help us educate 10 million people. Putting it in your coffee house or just um, volunteering by calling local pet boarding facilities. We have lots of volunteer opportunities if you want to do that as well. So I want to empower everyone because many hands make light work. I can do this on a platform with social media, but if I got more people to volunteer in whatever capacity they have the means, whether or not that's liking, following, and sharing our content, whether or not that's making a huge financial donation, awesome. Whether or not that's volunteering and calling 10 people a day for 100 days or for 30 days the month of October, Awesome. I embrace in whatever capacity you can give back. I appreciate it. So thank you all so much for giving me this space. Thank you, Tracy, for even letting me share this platform with you to help educate more people. Oh my gosh. Wow. This has really motivated me to help. I will do something. You know, so part of this podcasting season is for me to just not even just, just put the good stuff out there for uh, my viewers, but also just to do it, to put it out there and do it myself. So you'll definitely be seeing something coming from me, whether it's a monetary donation or whatever it is, like putting cards up, raising awareness. Definitely we're going to put the social media links in the description for this show. Mm -hmm. uh, and so uh, Orzi and her wonderful Pralines Backyard Foundation will be supported and the pets will be supported too. Because I've wonderful heart for animals uh, as well. Um, uh, so thank you so much for being on the show today. I appreciate it. And I appreciate you and, and all of the things that you do uh, for pets and people, right? Because <laughs> that's kind of what it's all about. Yeah, definitely. Thank you so much. You're welcome. And you take care. Thanks again yeah. for being a guest on Calming the Chaos. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Calming the Chaos podcast. 
If you found this podcast interesting or helpful, please like, subscribe, and share it with your friends. You can also go to www.calmingthechaospodcast.com to listen to all Calming the Chaos podcast episodes. I look forward to sharing my next podcast episode with you. In the meantime, take care. Hell at the moon or something like that.